بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله in uh, our previous lesson, the previous jalsa, my father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was able to conclude the discussion around uh, the introduction or the discussion on the first principle rather, and also the second principle. Um, in relation to the memorization as well, I think there was some confusion around it, uh, in relation to what, what should be memorized and what shouldn't be. So, in the light, I will will try to uh, before the end of the lesson just clarify what uh, what should be memorized, inshallah. And of course, it's it's, it's uh, based upon the kudra, the ability of the ikhwah as well, um, and what they're able to memorize. Wallahu a'lam. Now, uh, as for today, then we go on to the third principle, al-qaeda to thirtytha. أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ظهر على أناس متفرقين في إبادته منهم من يعبد الملائكة ومنهم من يعبد الأنبياء والصالحين ومنهم من يعبد الأحجار والأشجار ومنهم من يعبد الشمس والقمر وقاتلهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولم يفرق بينهم نعم ولم يفرق بينهم ودليل قوله تعالى وقاتلوهم حتى لا تكون فتنة ويكون دينه ويكون دين لله ودليل الشمس والقمر قوله, قوله تعالى ومن آيات الليل والنهار والشمس والقمر لا تشل للشمس ولا للقمر ودليل الملائكة ولا يأمركم أن تأتخذوا ملائكة والنبيين على البابا ودليل الأنبياء قوله تعالى قال الله يا عيسى بن مريم أنت قلت للناس اتخذوني وأمي وأمي الإلهين من دون الله قال سبحانك ما يكون لي أن أقول ما ليس لي بحق إن كنت قلته فقد علمته تعلم ما في نفسي ولا أعلم ما في نفسك إنك أنت علام الغيوب ودليل الصالحين قالوا تعالى أولئك الذين يدعون يبتغون إلى ربهم وسيلة أيهم أقرب ويرجون رحمته ويخافون أذابه والحمد لله عفوا ولا دليل الاحجار والاشجار قوله تعالى افريتم اللات والعزى والمنات الثالثه الاخرى والحديث حديث ابي واقد الليثي رجلوا عنه قال خرجنا مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حنين ونحن غرفاء اهل بكفر والمشركين سدرا يعقفون عندها وينوتون بها اسلحتهم يقال لها ذات أنوات فمرنا بسدرة فقلنا يا رسول الله اجعل لنا ذات أنوات كما لهم ذات أنوات الحديث نعم and so here we have the third principle the third principle here is that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he opposed and came out against many different types of people or people that differed in their ibadah in relation to what they worship other than Allah. So from them was those that worshipped the malaika, worshipped the angels. 
Those that worship the Anbiya and the Salihin worship the, the Prophets and the Righteous. Those that worship the stones and the trees. Those that worship the sun and the moon. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, fought against them. And he did not distinguish between any of them. And as proof of that is the same of Allah Taala, as fight against them until there is no fitna. The fitna does not occur, does not exist. And the deen and the deen belongs to Allah. And the deen of the shams wal qamar, the deen for the sun and the moon being taken as items of worship besides Allah, is the same of Allah Taala, and from His signs is the night and the day, and the sun and the moon. Do not prostrate to the sun nor the moon. And from the proofs as well, the proof of the malaika, the proof of the malaika is the state of Allah Taala, and He did not command you to take the malaika, to take the angels and the prophets as lords and as lords besides Allah. The proof of the anbiya is the state of Allah Taala. Relation to Isa Rayyum where he mentions an if and when or when Allah Ta'ala mentions to Isa Maryam or Isa Maryam, did you say to the people to take me and my mother as deities besides Allah? He will say, Glory be to you that I may say something that I do not have any due rights. If I had said it, then indeed you would have known. You know that which is within myself. But I don't know that that was within you. Indeed, you are the one that has all knowledge of the unseen. As for the delayed as well as the, of the salihin, of the righteous, the statement of Allah, they are those that call upon others, seeking a station or seeking a means of their Lord and nearness to Him. And they hope for His Rahma and they fear his punishment, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the proof for the, the the rocks or the stones and the trees that are taken as items of worship besides Allah, then you have the same of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you don't consider Allah to Uzza these these idols, Allah to Uzza, Wal Mana. The third of them. And likewise, we have the hadith as well, narrated by Abu Waqid al Layfi, Radilaw Anhu, where he mentions that we went out with the Prophet to Hanayn. And we had just left this, this period of our life in Kuvin Kufr. And the Mushrikeen had a tree, had a cedar tree, which they would hang their weapons upon. And they'd refer to it as that and what. And we would pass upon the cedar tree. And thus we stated, O oh, Messenger of Allah, lake for us a that and what, just as they have a that and what. And this is a narration. Now, so thus, it begins here with the Kalam al Sheikh, al Fawzan, with the Kalam al Sheikh Fawzan, where he mentions, and the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bu'ith ila unas min al then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from his nubuwa and from his ba'tha and from his, his message, his uh, prophecy and his mission is that he was sent to different people amongst the mushrikeen. 
منهم من يعبد الملائكة ومنهم من يعبد الشمس والقبر ومنهم من يعبد الأصنام والأحجار والأشجار ومنهم من يعبد الأولياء والصالحين and so who the messenger of Allah was sent to they weren't just mushrikeen in terms of they just worship one particular thing he was sent to a people some of them they would worship the malaika some of them they would worship the sun and the moon some of them you'd find that they'll worship idols rocks and trees some of them they would worship the awliya wa salihin they would worship the, those that regarded being the righteous وَهَذَا مِنْ كُبْحِ الشِّرْكِ أَصْحَابُهُ لا يجتمعون على شيء واحد بخلاف موحدين فإن معبودهم واحد سبحانه وتعالى نعم and so this is from the evil and the the filth in relation to shirk itself the relation to shirk that the people of shirk do not unite upon one thing they do not unite upon the worship of one thing Naam, if you say someone's a mushrik, this is not now something where you can say he, uh, just because he's a mushrik, or because he's a mushrik, we know what he's worshipping. But we're saying that he's a mushrik. Naam, if you say he's the muwahid, naam, he's a person of tawheed, we know directly who he's worshipping. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you say he's a muwahid, you know he's worshipping Allah. If say he's a mushrik, then there's plenty of different things he could be worshipping. Worshiping angels, you worshiping stones, you be worshiping the those that regard to being the righteous. And so this is the evil of shirk itself. Is that it's widespread and it can be attached to anything or anyone. Naam. Allah Ta'ala states, Wa Arbaban Mutafarrikun, Khaira Aminullah, the Wahid al Kahar, Mata Buduna Mindunihi illa asma sammaitamuha. And so, we have the statement of Allah, Taala. He states, Do you have these different laws that you take, or these different laws that are taken? Better, oh Allah! You do not worship other than Him, except using names that you have named yourself. I worship Allah. So, this is on a silbiyat to shirk. This is from the negative affairs in relation to shirk itself. And it's batil as well. It's falsehood. That is people, the people of shirk are mutafarrikun. The people are divided for ibadatihim in their ibadah. And there's no one particular thing that Unites them. And no doubt, we know, just generally speaking anyway, as Muslims, we know that success comes with unity. Success comes with unity. Uniting upon the truth. A true word. So now if you see that they're uniting and they're united upon falsehood, then we understand by way of that. Or they're united, or they, if we see rather that they are divided then we know that this is an affair of falsehood in its reality. No doubt shirk is of, no evil of the affairs. And as for the one that worships other than Allah, and he's going into this affair of shirk. 
No one can say now that he knows what this uh, what this item or what this thing that he's worshiping is pleased with or what's from him. Because shirk is different. A person shirk is different. So it's not possible that a person says that I worship this or I direct this ibadah to other than Allah and I know that this is what is wanted, that this is what is needed from me and is required from me. Because if he says, if he's worshipping a manik, if he's worshipping an angel, then he's going to say, this is, this is what's required from me from the angel. If he's worshipping this stone, this rock, that's, that's been fashioned into an idol, he's going to say, well, this is what the idol wants from me. If he's worshipping a person, he's going to say, this is what he wants from me. So not only do you find that the affair of their ibadah is different, that their goals are different, ahdaf, their objectives are different as well. Because in reality, as the Muslim, we know what the, we know who we worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know what the objective is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why I've been created. The ayah which is mentioned in the beginning. We did not create the jinn or the mankind except to worship me alone. So we understand this stuff. This is the hadith. This is the goal. And now, and thus, this is why you find the fact that those that who, who disbelieve and those that fall into shirk, that they differ when it comes to mentioning the purpose of their life, the purpose of their existence. You ask one person the purpose of their existence, he'll say something completely different from the other. Why? Because they are mutafarriqoon, they differ in, that, in relation to that affair. And the mushrikun, the mutfarqid, they, they differ in their ibadah. And the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fought against all of them. Naam, he did not, he did not differentiate between them. He did not differentiate between them in relation to saying this person shirk is not as bad as this person should. So I'll fight against these people should, but not against these people should. Now, he would not differentiate salatu salam in relation to the affair of their should. And so he would wage war against those and fight against those who were wathaniyin. They would used to take idols as items of worship. Or the Yehud and the Nasara, the Jews and the Christians, the Ahlul Kitab. Would worship those from amongst the Anbiya, or the Majus, the fire worshippers, and he was fired to strive against all of them, all the Mushrikeen. And he would fight against those that would worship the Malaika, and those that would worship those that regard they regard as being righteous, Salihin. They did not differentiate between them. وَمَلَكْ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ لِأَنَّ هَؤْلَاءِ يَعْبُدُونَ أَحْجَارًا وَأَشْجَارًا وَيَعْبُدُونَ جَمَادَاتٍ أَمَّا الَّذِي يَعْبُدُ الرَّجُلًا صَالِحًا وَوَلِيًا مِنْ أَوْلِيَاءِ اللَّهِ لَيْسَ مِثْلَ الَّذِي يَعْبُدُ الْأَصْنَامِ And so this is this affair and this action and this the, the, the manner in which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dealt with the mushrikeen is a refutation and a rejection of the one that states that those that worship the idols, like statues, are different from those that worship men and worship the righteous men or worship the malaika. And they say that, no, the one that's worshiping a statue is because he's just worshiping an object, something solid, a solid object. 
or he's worshipping trees and, and uh, stones, right, solid objects. As for the one that's worshipping the righteous man, and he's worshipping someone that is regarded as being from the old year. And so, they're not the same. Sheikh Sheikh the Fosai goes to the mission, we really do want to be that. And the Ya'budu Kubur, Al An, Yachtelef, Hukmuhu, and the Levi, Ya'budu Asnaan. Fala Yakfur, Wala Yatabur, Amaluhu, Hada Shirkan, Wala Yajus, Kitaluhu. And so, what the intent is behind that statement, and what the intent is behind that tafriq, yani that differentiation between the two, is that they can now say, as for the ones now that you see go to the graves and worship at the graves, Naam, then they differ in their ruling to the ones that worship the statues, the idols and the statues. And this individual goes to the graves, that they are, they are the individuals that, uh, they are not the same people, they do not fall into disbelief. And it's not regarded, that action is not regarded as being one of shirk. And it's not permissible to fight against them. Naam. You understand the, the, the affair here, Barakallahu Naam. That with this speech, they say that there's a difference between the one that worships the people and worships the Salihin or directs some form of ibadah to the Salihin and the one that directs ibadah to the Ahjari, the, 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 the statues and the stones. They, they differentiate between the two. So what you understand by way of that is that they have, they have formed a qaida. They formed a principle. Naam. And when someone builds a principle in any affair, when you find people of bid'ah, kufr, anything, they build false principles. They don't just build false principles for no reason. They build false, false principles for a hadith, for a goal, for an objective. Because they want to make tatbiq of that principle. They want to implement that principle. So now, they built a principle now where they have differentiated between the one that worships the people and the malaika and the one that worships the stones and the statues. Why? So they can implement that. And how do they seek to implement it? They seek to implement it when they say that the one that goes to the graves, that he is not the same as the one that worships the, 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 uh, the idols. Naam. So they why? And they'll say why? Because they're not the same. So they'll seek to make a, a differentiation between the two. However, as we mentioned, this principle here, that the message of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa did not differentiate between any of them, is a rejection of that particular principle that they brought, and of course, is a rejection of anything that's built upon that principle. Now, does that make sense? Now, jazakumullah khair. Fanakul, al-Rasul lam yufarik bainuhum, bel, i'tabaruhum, mushrikeen, kulluhum, wa istahalla dama'ahum, wa amwaluhum, wa lam yufarik, بينهم والذين يعبدون المسيح والمسيح رسول الله ومع هذا قاتلهم واليهود يعبدون أزير أزيرا وهو من أنبيائهم أو من الصالحين قاتلهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولم يفرق بينهم and so what you find the messenger of Allah as we mentioned صلى الله عليه وسلم he did not differentiate between any of them Rather, he considered all of them to be from Mushrikeen. He considered all of them to be from the Mushrikeen. And along with that, due to the fact that he regarded them to be Mushrikeen, that he regarded their blood to be halal and their wealth to be halal. Naam, because he did not differentiate between any of them. And those that worshipped the Masih, those that worshipped the Masih, likewise, the Messenger of Allah, 
صلى الله عليه وسلم fought against him. I had to fight the Nasara. And the Messiah, alayhi salam, was from the Rusul, from Rasulullah. Or I was a Rusul, from Rasulullah. He was a messenger from the messengers of Allah. And the Yehud worshipped Uzair. And he was amongst their prophets. And they worshipped him. And still the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, fought against them. He did not differentiate, differentiate between any of them. Naam, so the Mushrik, there's no difference between them, the one that worships the one, the, the righteous man, or the one that worships the statue, or the one that worships the stone or the tree. Why? Because Shirk is worship of other than Allah, whoever it may be, or whatever it may be. وَلِهَادَ الْيُقُولُ وَعْبَدُ اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا نعم. And this is due to Allah Ta'ala mentions and worship Allah, do not associate anything in partnership with Him. وَكَلِمَ شَيْئًا فِيهِ سِيَاكَ النَّهِمْ تَعُمْ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ And this word شَيْئًا this word شَيْئًا within the narration is a نَهِ نعم. It's a prohibition. And it's am, it's general. So when Allah Ta'ala mentions, do not associate anything in partnership with him. It's general, it's referring to anything generally that is worshipped other than Allah. Naam. And so, this does, even if it's in regard to being the malaika, the messengers, the, the righteous individuals, those that are most regarded as being the awliya, or the ahjar or ashjar, the rocks or the stones, doesn't matter. Rocks or the, the trees, rather, doesn't matter. All of these things were or were regarded as being from the things that, uh, if a person worships his other than Allah, then it's his shirk. It's his shirk being. Thereafter, the Shaykh, Shaykh al Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahab, mentions his delil. Mentions the delil, the ayah in Surah Al Baqarah. He mentions, Himahullah, the ayah, Qurhu Ta'ala, wa qatiluhum, hatta la takuna fitnatun, wa yukuna deena lillah. Wa yukuna deenu lillah. And fight against them until there is no fitna. I had a fitna referring to shirk, no doubt. And the deen belongs to Allah. And so, this ayah. This is about the Sheikh, Sheikh Fuzan is a delil, ala qitana mushrikeen, min ghayla tafriq baynahum, hasma ma'budati. And so, this is the delil of fighting against the mushrikeen, without differentiating between them, based upon their ma'budat, based upon that which they are worshipping. Naam. And the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَاتِلُوهُمْ هَذَا عَامْ لِكُلِّ مُشْرِكِينَ And the statement of Allah ta'ala, we mentioned fight against them. This is general for all of the mushrikeen. وَلَمْ يَسْتِفْنِي أَحَدًا And it's not something, there's no, uh, there's nothing that is given which is, الْإِسْتِثْنَى In an exception in that regard. ثُمَّ قَالْ حَتَّى لَا تَكُونَ فِتْنَى the fitna, or it was referring to shirk. A la yujid shirk. So fight against him until there's no more shirk. Naam, and there's no doubt this is something which is, again, am, general. A shirk, swan shirk fil awliya wa salihin, or ahjar wa ashar, or bil shams, or bil kamar. 
So regardless of whether this is shirk in relation to the salihin, the righteous, or the shirk in relation to the stones, or the trees, or the sun, or the moon. And that the ibadah, so until there's no fitna, until there's no shirk, until and until the ibadah is for Allah. That there's that the the, the ibadah people embarking upon is for Allah. That all the worship any worship we see is for Allah ta'ala. This is where this is what the the commands with, to fight against them and the mushrikeen. Until there's no more fitna and no more shirk. And until the ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Now, fala farq bayna shirk fil awliya wa salihin. There's no difference between the shirk when it comes to the awliya wa salihin. Or the ahjah wa ashjah. Or those that make shirk, the shayateen even. There's no difference between that. All of it is shirk. And all of it we encourage to eradicate. And all of it we encourage to bring forth the worship of Allah ta'ala alone without any partners. وَدَلِيلُ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ قَوْلُ تَعَالَى مِنْ عَيَاتِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ لَا تَشْرُوا لِلشَّمْسِ وَلَا لِلْقَمَرِ And from the, the delil of the sun and the moon is the statement of Allah Taala from his ayat, from his signs are the night and the day, the sun and the moon. Do not prostrate to the sun nor to the moon. دل على أن هناك من يشتد للشمس والقمر ولهذا نهى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة إلى طلوع الشمس وإلى غروبها. And so this what we understand is that we have individuals. This this ayah is a proof that there are individuals that will perform sujud for the sun and perform sujud for the moon. And due to that, the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم would Prohibit the salah at the time of the sunrise or the sunset. So, what times are we talking about here? What times is it referred to here? Sunrise and the sunset. So, when talking about the sunrise, it's after Fajr. So, when the sun is in the process of rising. Now, when the sun is in the process of rising. So, what's the hikmah of that then? Why is that prohibited to pray at that time? No, because people would, would worship the sun. This is when they would be embarking their ibadah, and so we just want to differ from them. Now, likewise, when the sun is at its highest point, referred to what? The zenith. The zenith for the now. The zawal. So when the sun is at its highest point, just before Dhuhr. Again, you wouldn't pray the salah. We're talking about the ghurub shams yeah, the sunset. It's not referring to I, Maghrib itself, the time of Maghrib. Rather, it's talking about the time between Asr and Maghrib. I, when the sun is beginning to set and the sun is in the process of setting. And so, again, this is the time where the people, of, the people would worship the sun. And so, because of that, we are prohibited from praying at that time to differentiate and to differ from the people of Shirk. Now, for, so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, prohibited us from praying in the two times. And so, 
this prohibition is what is, is from what is regarded as being sinful dharaya. I had to cut things off from it in the beginnings and cut things off from the, from the roots, right? To, to prevent any form of shit occurring. So the fact that ibadah does not occur uh, or the salah does not occur at these times, then it means that the person does not fall into worshipping or fall into the ibadah of worshipping and their worship being based around the sun and the smoothness of the sun, as was done by the mushrikeen. Thereafter, you have the delil of the proof for those that worship the malaika. The proof of those that worship the malaika. And it's the ayah, وَلَا يَعْمُرُكُمْ أَن تَأْتَخِذُوا مَلَائِكَةَ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ أَرْبَابًا And you're not commanded to take the angels and the prophets as lords. And so this ayah is a proof that there are those that worship the malaika and those that worship the nabiyyin, they worship the prophets. And that this is from shirk. And you have those that are from the ibad, the ubad of the kubur, those that worship the graves, and they will say, الذي يعبد الملائكة والنبيين والصالحين ليس بكافر Now we say that the one that worships the ملائكة or the one that worships the Nabiyyin, worships the prophets or the one that worships the Salihin, the righteous that he's not a disbeliever by way of worshipping these things and we mentioned earlier, why would he say such a thing? Why would someone say such a thing? To try to differentiate between the Malaika and the angels and the Malaika and the prophets and messengers and between statues Why would they differentiate? What's the, what's the purpose of them differentiating them? Essentially to do what? They, they, to build a principle basically for themselves to be able to no. worship. Essentially, it's a whole principle being built for self-defense. Mm. To defend their actions because they are individuals that worship graves. So in order for them to to justify worshiping of graves, they say this is there's different that a person person worshiping a statue. Or rather, in reality, there's all one thing. Now, likewise, you have the delil of the malaika or the delil of the ambiya, the ayah mentioned in Surah Al-Ma'idah. And... This is a proof that Ibadat al-Anbiya, the worship of the Anbiya is, is worship and is shirk, just as you have worship of the Asnam, yani the idols and the statues. And so again, this is a refutation of the one that seeks to differentiate between the two from those that are worshippers of the graves. In the shirk, ibadat al-asnaam, wala yisawwa indahum bayna man abad al-asnaam wa bayna man abad al-wali aw rajulan saliha. And so, they will say that there's no, there's, a, there's no parity, in the, there's no similarity between the one that worships the idols and the one that worships the wali or the one that worships the righteous man or the one Naam, there's no, there's no similarity between the two and the one that worships the idols and the stones. But as we mentioned, this is a gharat, this is an error. For indeed, the one that worships the stones, the one that worships the, uh, the Anbiya, they are, uh, of course, all upon shirk. 
Now, and so this is an error upon from two points. The first is that under Allah Ta'ala, within the Quran, has rejected this affair. Allah Ta'ala has rejected this notion. Why? Because he's commanded with the fighting against all of them. Now, he didn't differentiate between any of them. He's commanded with fighting against all of them. That's the first point. The second is that the Nabi Sallallahu himself did not differentiate between the one that worships the, uh, the idols or the one that worships the righteous individuals. Now, then we have the delil of the one that takes the righteous individuals as, as individuals of worship. And you have those that work that take the individuals that are, are from the Salihin of Bashar, of mankind, and take them as worship. And this ayah mentions And then those that call upon these individuals seeking for them a means naam and a means to get closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ayah was revealed in relation to those that worshipped al Masih, Ummahu, wa Uzaira. So the one that worshipped Masih, Isa ibn Maryam, or his mother, or Uzair. And so Allah Ta'ala informed us that the Masih, Ummahu, Maryam, wa Uzair, kulluhum ubadun lillah. So Isa ibn Maryam, al Masih, or his mother, or Uzair, yani the, the Prophet, Uzair. All of them, all of them were Ubad. All of them were worshippers of Allah, Ibad, Ibadunillah. All of them were Ibadunillah, worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala themselves. And they were seeking this to Allah themselves. So this notion that they said they were going to worship these, these individuals, Seeking the innocence to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, in reality, they were seeking the innocence to Allah ta'ala themselves as worshippers of Allah and as servants and slaves of Allah. They were seeking the innocence to Allah. They were the ones that were hoping for the rahmah of Allah. They were the ones that were fearing the punishment of Allah. Naam. And so they were, in reality, worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in need of Allah azza wa jal. And they were the ones that were call up, calling upon Him. Seeking a means to by way of ta'ah, by way of obedience. And so they were, they were the ones that Those, they were in reality the ones that need na'am, this means of closeness to Allah. And so the point we mentioned here is that the fact that those that worship the, the salihin. They say we're worshipping the Salihin or we're making dua to the Salihin so that they may bring us closer to Allah because we need a means to get closer to Allah. They themselves in the Salihin are wanting to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you're asking and you're in need as a servant of Allah. But as a servant of Allah in need, you're going to the one that is also in need. So no doubt this is something which is bad, this is something which is false in the end of itself. Now, and so this is the proof that they were not befitting of ibadah. 
Nah, they're not refuting of ibadah. Why? Because they're bashar. They're in need themselves for Quran, in need of Allah Ta'ala. Calling upon Allah, hoping for His rahmah, hoping for His mercy, fearing His punishment. Naam. And whoever was like that, la yuslah and yu'bad ma'Allah. Whoever's like this is in need. Of course, it's not correct that they be worshipped along with Allah. Daikwaj had a second statement as well in relation to this ayah. there's a second opinion in relation to the same ayah and it mentions that this ayah was revealed in relation to the mushrikeen or uh, unas so people from the mushrikeen that worshipped that worshipped an individual from the jinn and so thus This individual from the jinn Aslam embraced Islam. However, they were not aware of his Islam. But they became individuals that were seeking nearness to Allah by way of worshipping him. By way of worshipping this, this individual from the jinn. And they would hope for his rahmah. Hope for the rahmah of Allah by way of him. Go to the grave with this individual. Or hope for the Rahman by way of him rather, sorry. And they would fear the punishment by way of this individual. However, these individuals, they are in need of Allah Ta'ala. And it's not befitting that they worship other than him in relation to that. And either, regardless of what, what was the true understanding and the correct understanding of the ayah, then we still understand that whoever the, the ibadah was directed towards, then none of them are befitting of ibadah, or none of them are befitting of ibadah being directed towards them. So even if we say that the, that the ayah is referring to the, uh, the Salihin from Isa bin Maryam, and Maryam, and uh, Uzair, then the, the, the ibadah is not, direct, is not befitting to be directed towards them, because they're in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we say that it's in it's in regards to the individual from the jinn, then likewise it's not befitting the ibadah to be directed towards them because they're in need of Allah Ta'ala likewise. And the mention of Allah Wasila is a ta'a wal kub fahiya filoga shay aladi yuasil ila maksud. Filadi yuasil ila rod ila ila rodallah jannati huwa wasila ila Allah. هذه الوصيلة مشروعة في قول تعالى وبتغوه إليه الوصيلة. and so الوصيلة relationality is طاعه and قرب seeking to Allah and الوصيلة linguistically linguistically we refer to the وصيلة then is something which allows you to attain that which you intend your objective. so the one that is truly seeking 
the pleasure of Allah and His Jannah, then they have the wasila al Allah as a means to Allah. Now, by way of obedience, obedience itself is the means to Allah, the means to seeking the, the, the pleasure of Allah. And this is what this is the wasila which is mashru'a. This is the means which has been legislated in the state of Allah Ta'ala seeking this wasila, seeking the means by way of obedience. As for <coughs> those that deviate from that and they say that the wasila is to place something between you and Allah, yeah, and the, an inter- intermediate between you and Allah from the awliya of salihin or those that are the amwa to the dead and they place this intermediate between you and them seek nearness to seek nearness to Allah Ta'ala <coughs> then uh, we understand that the meaning of wasila for these individuals is one which is corrupted because what they intend by wasila is an intermediary between or was al-wasita between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that Allah ta'ala will come to know you and your affair and that this this wasita this intermediary can take your affairs to Allah and take your needs to Allah and inform Allah of your needs as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla does not know what's the, what's the benefit of going to someone to take your affair to Allah for Allah ta'ala is al-alim Allah ta'ala is al-alim al-khabir Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowledgeable Allah ta'ala is the world informed of everything that occurs so this is what they intend by way of that this wasila, that they have someone in between them or an intermediate between the person and Allah. Now, and they, they see this as being an amr, which is mashru' amr, an affair which is mashru' affair which is legislated. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have praised certain individuals. And in another ayah, Allah Ta'ala mentions, Ya Ibadina Amanu, Takullaha, Wabadaku ilayhi wasilata, Wajahidu fi sibili. And so Allah Ta'ala mentions, O oh, you who believe, fear Allah, and seek with Him, I am means, and strive in His way. And so they say, by way of this wasila mentioned within the ayah, Inna Allah amrana and that al wasila and that Allah Ta'ala's command us to take this means to him. Wal wasila ma'naha al wasita. And then they say that this means that Allah Ta'ala's commanded us with is the wasita, is the individual between us and Allah, and the intermediate between us and Allah. And so this is how they change the speech. And they deviate in the speech. So, this wasila is something which is mashru'a. The wasila itself is mashru'a within the Quran and the Sunnah. And it's, so, it's wasila, the, the, this affair of wasila is something which is legislated in the Quran and the Sunnah. And it's legislated by means of ta'a, the, the means of attaining that maqsood, in order to attain that objective 
you perform actions of obedience. That's how you attain the maksud. That's how you attain the objective. However, these individuals, the people of shirk, have taken this word wasila and the meaning of the word wasila and said, no, rather than it being just a means of, ta- of, of, of attaining the pleasure of Allah, they say, no, this, is a, this, in, this means is an actual individual. Is that clear? It's the difference between the two. <coughs> so we understand that the wasila is a means. That means we understand by way of all of the nusuls is that the means itself is by way of by way of ta'a, by way of being obedient. That's the means. I'm saying the pleasure of Allah. These individuals will say, no, the means itself is a person taking your needs to Allah Ta'ala, informing Allah of your needs. As if Allah Ta'ala is not aware of himself. And so this is the was the wasila which is mashru'a is seeking from Allah Taala and no doubt being obedient to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. As for seeking the aid and seeking the intermediate with the makhluk with the creation, then this is something which is mamnu'a, something which is prohibited, and it's a wasila which is shirkiya, and this is something which the the, the mushrikeen have taken. And this is the statement: "Yabduna min duni Allahi la yadruhum wa la yanfa'hum yikuluna ha'ulai shufa'una inda Allah, waladina takdu min duni min dunihi awliya ma na'buduhum illa yikalibuna Allah zulfa." And so they will say they will worship other than Allah, and they will say that they they will worship other than Allah that which does not harm them or benefit them, and they will say that these are our intermediaries of Allah. And likewise, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to them saying, and then they were referring to the actions of taking, that they will take from Allah these items of worship. <coughs> and they will say that we, don't worship, we do not worship them except that they bring us closer to Allah or bring us to a particular station of Allah. And this is shirk of the awwaleen, wal akhareen. And this is the shirk of those that have preceded the, the initial people that fell into shirk and the people that are currently that currently fall into shirk. Even if they call it wasila. They say this is wasila. Now this is a means of getting close to Allah. But in reality it's shirk in an in, in absolute sense. Well it's a wasila it's not the wasila which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has as ordained and legislated. Because Allah Ta'ala has not allowed this affair of shirk to be a means towards him ever. And rather, shirk is something that distances an individual from, from, the, from Allah Ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala states, man yushrik billahi Allahu alayhi and Allah Ta'ala mentions indeed the one that associates partners with Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala made the Jannah haram for him and his abode is the hellfire and there will be no one that will come to the aid of the wrongdoer so how can shirk be a means to get closer to Allah Ta'ala a shahid bin al-ayah 
أن فيها دليلا على أن هناك من من المشركين من يعبد صالحين لأن الله بين ذلك وبين أن هؤلاء الذين يتعبدونهم هم العباد فقراء يبتغون إلى ربهم وصيلة يعني يتقربون إلى إليه بطاعة أيهم أقرب يتسابقون إلى الله جل وعلا بعبادة لفقرهم إلى الله وحاجتهم ويرجون رحمته ويخافون عذابه ومن كان كذلك فإنه لا يص لا يصلح أن يكون إلها يدعى ويعبد من مع الله عز وجل. And so the shahid of the ayah, the main point of this ayah, is that it's a delil that from the mushrikeen are those that worship the salihin. Because Allah Ta'ala has clarified that affair and the reality. And clarified that these individuals are those that worship, na'am, worship him. And they in reality are fuqara, they're in need of Allah Ta'ala themselves. They are seeking a means to get to, to get to the pleasure of Allah by way of ta'a, by way of obedience. And this affair of ayyuhum akrab, which of them is closer to him, seeking to, to find which one is closer to him by way of competing with one another. Aye, these individuals that are the salihin, that they are worshipping. They're worshipping the salihin, but the salihin themselves are in need of Allah. The salihin themselves are seeking the means to get close to Allah by way of obedience. <laughs> now, they are upon the ibadah of Allah. So they are competing with one another in terms of the ibadah of Allah by way of their need of Allah, but due to their need of Allah Ta'ala. And they hope for his rahmah and fear his punishment. So whoever is in that state, I need of Allah, then it's not befitting and it's not correct no doubt that they are called upon and worshipped along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah tabarakahu wa ta'ala knows best and we'll conclude here inshallah ta'ala and inshallah ta'ala in our next lesson we'll conclude the third principle and go on to the fourth principle and if Allah makes it easy conclude the, the text itself Allah ta'ala a'lam بارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. So here in the text it mentions the affair of fights against the mushrikeen and uh, the ayah referring to fights against the mushrikeen until there's no fitna and to, until the deen is for Allah until the affair of Tawheed is absolute you have some individuals that are either from the juhal either ignorant or those that are the marda yani those that are the, the sick individuals those that have sickness within them and they will misconstrue this ayah to be the affair of where they fight against anyone that opposes Islam and they'll use ayat such as these to uh, perform actions of whether it be terrorism, whether it be actions of killing indiscriminately and the likes of that. The first thing, no doubt, we say that the affair of, uh, of Islam is one which is of ease where we understand. 
and the ease of understanding comes because we have we have salaf that have preceded us in their understanding. So we look to the salaf and in the understanding of this affair. And so the salaf, humuhumullah, they are well aware of the, well aware of these ayat and these hadith, and this was not their understanding that, they, that a person goes in indiscriminately and kills people that are upon shirk or people that are, dis, that are disbelievers. Rather, it's an affair which goes back to uh, having a leader, an affair which goes back to people being well aware of the ahkam, the rulings of, this, of, these, of these actions. And an affair likewise as well that goes back to kudrai, ability. And so it shouldn't be, a, it shouldn't be something where the people embark and engage in these actions only for them to, uh, you know, fall into these actions due to, like I said, their ignorance or due to sicknesses in their heart. Rather, they look to the to what the Salaf were upon and how the Salaf uh, sought no doubt to make Islam the first and foremost. But they're correct means in order to do so. And it's not that the person takes it within his own hands. Rather, he has a leader, he has, has a ruler that, that, that commands with particular affairs. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. So what about if those people that worship the graves they say because we have to seek social media because we're too simple? Mm. Well, how do you say you seek social media because it's too simple? They say this. You say people you hear people. They say that we just seek intermediaries because we are. Um, they, this is, this person is is more righteous. And so he has more. He's more likely to have his du'as accepted, and uh, we are too. We're too uh, sinful in the likes of that. Rather, everyone. Everyone has the ability to um, rectify their own affairs. <coughs> so if he recognizes that he's upon, he's a sinful individual. Then the great, or a great, a great part of that musibah is he recognizes he doesn't. He's not seeking to change it. He's not seeking to change that reality of his affair, that he's sinful. And rather than seeking to change that and call upon Allah himself, he wants to take what, what he regards as being a shortcut in order to gain that which he wants from whatever that affair is. That's the first thing. The second thing is, even if he regards another individual as being more pious than him and closer to Allah than him, this does not justify him directing his ibadah to him. For indeed, there's not, there's nothing that we find in the text except that it warns us against shirk in all of its forms. And directing ibadah towards someone and calling upon another individual is shirk in, in reality. So, um, there's no justification for that. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Muhammad